like right. your shirt. No, thanks. You know, this is my my shirt that I wear whenever we uh, talk WWE. Mm. So, did you happen to get it in the merch store, BeerBluesBS.com? I like how you're uh, doing a cheap plug before we've even gotten there. You know, like I haven't started the show yet, so hold on to hold on to that thought, kidder. Hold on to it for just a wee bit, okay? <laughs> if I have to. Well, you, you'll you'll see why. <clears throat> it's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special wrestling review episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that's, well, basically a premium well, we can't say live, can we? A premium recorded show. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? In live living color. Premium live living living color. How about that? I'm I'm doing all right. I made it through another L P E. Yes, another one. Uh, so, ready to talk about it. How about yourself? How you doing tonight? Good. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing okay. Bit tired. The uh, have have not been getting a lot of sleep lately. It's uh, you know joy of kids. Um. So, <laughs> uh, but but I'm ready to talk about this show that I didn't watch. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we better get something to drink because we're going to need it. Yes, I uh, I would agree with that. It uh, it's time for a wrestling edition of What's on Tap. What do you Who's got over first? there? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on I'll, second? I'll, I'll go first. You know, Kidder. Um, I, I've been drinking a lot of Shiner uh, on the show lately. Um, so I, I figured I should. Uh, should break it up, change it, do something else, do something different, and uh, have a Shiner candy pecan. Yeah. Mm. 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 Go seasonal on it. I see. Something you've had on the show before. Many, 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 many times. Um, I still have like two more of these up in my fridge, so... (laughs) You know, I, I try to save the good stuff for the main show and just have a repeat on the wrestling show. So that's what I'm drinking. Shiner, candy pecan. It's good. What do you got? Let's dip into the Triple B beer fridge and see what we have. Uh, we might as well do a rerun as well. How about a Budweiser Select? Let's go with that. There it is. Again, the 99 calorie, 3.1 grams of carbs right there. Look at that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, select lager, full body. 
genuine. It's good to have these things be authentic. 100% renewable. Hmm, I suppose you drink it and goes in one end and comes out the other. Does not, you know, so I looked at this before to try and figure it out. Uh, oh, it's in the fine print on the back. So we're, we have the 12 fluid ounces and uh, 99 calories average analysis uh, on top of a few other things from Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. It's 12 fluid ounces and 4.3% alcohol per volume. So let's go. Let's get, get going. WrestleMania Backlash. 2022 make it happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh <sighs> skitter takes a, a swig of his beer um as i said i didn't see the show um which is probably going to become a trend for a while um now that we have two kids it's probably going to be harder for me to get down uh, to kidder's place to uh take in the pay-per-views and such um so Kidder's gonna Kidder's basically gonna be the one suffering for the both of us <laughs> on these uh, for a while, unless he ever wants to come up here. Mm, but I doubt he'll want to come up here because you know it's Kidder. <laughs> That's how it's always gone. I think the last time I inv I uh, invited you up here to watch the pay-per-view, you said my TV wasn't large enough. I mean, we, we do need to make that a little bit larger. So, you know, if we get sponsored by like Sony or LG or Samsung, you know, that would be awesome. Get a new TV for you, fill up that space on the wall that needs a giant TV and sound system to go with it. I think that would be that would be awesome. I have a toddler who throws things. I don't need a bigger target. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that'd be the great thing with the sponsorship because it could be the tough enough model. See how it can be, uh, you know, resiliently built to withstand children. There's an idea for you, any of the major electronics manufacturers. Yeah, now we just got to hope one of them is one of the 15 people who are actually going to watch this show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, those people know people too. Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you very much. Share the podcast across all of the places, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, etc. We're all over the place. So visit BeerBluesBS.com for more. Let's get to the show because that's, I guess, why we're here. Uh, mm -hmm. The opening video, not too bad. It is a lot of uh, rehashed stuff because it's WrestleMania backlash now. It's not just backlash anymore. Yeah. Um, so we start off tonight with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins out second for this one. So this one really was uh, started off as like a classic match, you know, some takedowns and lockups and trying to get in each other's heads. You know what I mean? Well, 
Rollins somewhat had control for most of the first part of the match. I mean, you think about him losing at WrestleMania, maybe that uh, was a huge storyline contributor as to now trying to know Cody Rhodes. And so, uh, yeah, I forgot. We should do some picks as well, or mention the picks, because somebody just sent me a message in the video chat here that he's taking Cody Rhodes, <laughs> which reminds me, how the hell do we do this show? <laughs> what are we doing? Is this, is this rum rock and rumors again? Did we get traded? We didn't even know, because I think the draft is coming up again. <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, my pick, uh, I have to look again. Uh, was Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I should have even had to look. For the audience, if you uh, haven't ever tuned in to one of our wrestling reviews, uh, it's been a tradition of ours now for way too many years uh, to do predictions on the pay-per-views. So we take and take the card. Everybody guesses who they think is going to be the winner. Um, and we always say that you have to have it locked in before the match starts um and such so that you i mean you could make a change up to the match starting because sometimes things happen and all of a sudden it's like well that guy came in and he's actually injured so now we're swapping the opponent last minute so we we allow ourselves up until the match uh starts to make changes uh we keep score kind of throughout the night and the person who wins gets i don't know bragging rights but well, that pay-per-view is dead Oh, they're now live premium events. Well, that that's what that's that's why you would get it, you know. You the winner gets the rights <laughs> to bragging rights, the pay per view. Has WWE cleared this? Do they even know about it? It's probably good that they don't know about us because then we can still do this. Yeah, uh, and so on shows like this where Kidder has uh, seen the show, I haven't. Uh, usually, he tells me what. Uh, match we're going to and i will usually say who i'm taking but since he dove right into the review i wanted to get it locked in so i threw it into the message chat so that we would have a timestamp to go yes howard did put in his pick before kidder told him so yeah keeping my honest it's true honesty all right so uh this match it really had some good pacing to it you know there wasn't a lot of the the dead time in the middle of the match which was nice it it flowed really well and they were really hard hitting and i say that because toward the end of the match you could see bruises on each other from like the ropes yeah it was quite painful looking anyway uh one point Cody rolled up Seth for the pin and uh Rollins got his foot on the rope of course and uh, the ref caught it before anything screwy happened so you know stop the the count at 2 with that had some more back and forth action and you know uh basically Seth Rollins tried to go for the pedigree and then Rhodes countered got uh, it was a pretty sweet roll up uh, with Rhodes 
getting a little bit of the tights at the end and then getting the uh, three count for the win. Um, overall, it was a very good match. So uh, I enjoyed this one and looking forward to, you know, Cody Rhodes being in that upper echelon of the wrestlers uh, now that he's, you know, switched back to WWE. And hopefully they continue to use him <laughs> in a, a decent manner. Um, yeah, there are just some awesome spots in it, and it would be worthy of a watch. Hmm. Uh, how would you say it rates versus their WrestleMania match? Because as much as I wanted to, and as much as a lot of people said that their WrestleMania match was amazing. I wasn't a huge fan of their WrestleMania match. And so what what would you say? Is this match better or worse than what they did at at Mania? I would say this one was was even better than at Mania because they kept the pace. You know, there were some uh, points at the Mania match when it just got a little slow and you started wondering other things of how many lines of pyro does Cody have? I wonder if they're going to keep the pyro for all of his entrances. Hmm. Where did, where did they get that giant ramp? Hmm. <laughs> Things like that. Didn't have time to think about that, this one. So hmm. I I thought it was better. And uh, hopefully, you know, in the middle of the night when you're awake, you get to watch it. <laughs> uh, I No promises of that. Uh, usually if I'm awake in the middle of the night, I'm trying to get a toddler to go back to sleep, which sometimes is easy and sometimes is not. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Lefty actually had to come and wake me up because I was on the floor last night and I had fallen asleep. I was so tired. She's like, I don't think you want to actually sleep on the floor. I'm like, you're correct. So we both had to sneak out and hmm. such. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that we talk about on this show, of course, is the uh, DraftKings screwy finish of the night. And uh, DraftKings still being a sponsor of the pay-per-view. Uh, live premium events. My bad. Live premium events. I would say the, the next contest would fit into that category. It's uh, Bobby Lashley and Omas. Uh, Omos is now being labeled as the Nigerian giant or, or something like that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and uh, if you didn't know, which I don't remember if it happened at WrestleMania, I think it did, but it's hard to remember when it is of minimal consequence, but MVP turned his back on Bobby Lashley and is now the mouthpiece for Omos. So Omos was accompanied by MVP. Uh, my pick for this was Omos. Hmm. Hearing all of this, you know, a screwy finish. MVP. A giant who can hardly wrestle. Yeah, I'll go Omos as well. Okay. Uh, oh, you know, before I, I, we start talking about that one, I, I, I just remembered that we talk about uh, the length of the matches. Uh, 
Mm. The Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins match, 20 minutes 45 seconds. So a good opening contest. In fact, the second longest match of the night. The Omas Bobby Lashley with MVP. This match was eight minutes and 50 seconds. Now, with this one, they're two big guys. Bobby Lashley, he can do some some of the work to really try and, I guess, carry the match. Because, as you said, you know, Omos can't wrestle. Um, it's, it's just bad. Not a fan. Uh, it, essentially, Lashley went after Omos right out of the gate. Tried to land some strikes, get that, uh, I don't know, quick offense, I, I suppose you could say. But Omas, of course, smash, smash, her angry. So, essentially, through this match, it was way too long. Um, I didn't really like watching the match. It wasn't the worst match I've ever seen, but it definitely didn't need to be on the main card of a pay-per-view. Now, Lashley tried to get Omas stuck between the ring ropes. Okay? So, he could basically, you know, take a bunch of shots. Well, the official was there, was not looking, and... Ended up uh, getting him uh, back in the ring. Continue the match, right? So, Bobby Lashley applied the hurt lock onto Omas, but Omas threw him back into the corner, you know, backed him up, and was able to break it. At this point, the ref was looking at something. Right, maybe got spooked by a natural sound in the in the wilderness. Had to look. MVP grabbed his cane and right to the throat of Bobby Lashley. Omas did the two-handed choke slam. One, two, three. Done. Now it was. Again, a little bit better than the WrestleMania match. Did this need to happen again? No. It it really uh, it didn't it didn't have to happen on a pay per view. So the video production was good. You know they they put the packages together. I've always been a huge fan of the WWE showcase promos. They did a great job with that. It's way better than the match. And it was, you know, better use of my time being only two minutes long. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even have anything to really say, Kidder. Um, this was kind of a surprise to me because I kind of knew Backlash. The pay-per-view after Mania is almost always like rematches with maybe a few new feuds in because usually they debut somebody. So, you know, they getting them up to their first pay-per-view. Um, but this was one on the, on that list of matches. When I saw it, I'm like, 
this again. Yeah. Because <laughs> once it, wasn't enough. Right. And I, I would say this is not one of the matches I would have picked um, to be on this show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you're not the only one. The other interesting fact is as I sat and watched the pre show, wanting to throw my head through the uh, wall because of the over analysis on this awesome show that's coming up. And I get you got to build the hype. But uh, no matches on the pre-show tonight at all, which, sure, fine. Could have done a match or got it out of the way or had another match, a better match. Put that match on the pre-show. That would have been fine, but nah. it is what it is, and that's all that was. And now we can move along to the next match. I was waiting for a comment from you, but that's okay. I, 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 I have, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a thing. No matches on the kickoff shows anymore. You know? I, yeah. It would still, I still would like for them to start this stuff at like five for the pre-show with the kickoff show. And then six o'clock for the main show, and then be done at nine, so that we don't have to wait longer to do this, or just do it on Saturday, because that helps a little bit. Yeah, I mean it, it does help when it's on a Saturday, and then I can stay up late and edit and get this to you, the fine people, sooner. Although that said, I have a template set up, ready to go, just waiting for this footage. So. Which is kind of sad when you think about it because, uh, you know, WWE live premium events are so similar that we have a template. Think about that for a moment. Next match on the card is Edge and AJ Styles, the rematch. Along the way between WrestleMania and now, Edge has cut some really good promos. Uh They've been really good, but at the same time, very reminiscent of the House of Black. So, I don't want to say WWE is copying AEW, but maybe. Maybe just the timeliness. Because Edge, obviously, in his early part of of his career, you know, doing the... Uh, shall we say sinister act and he's really bringing that back which is cool to see he's taking Damian Priest under his wing making him uh, you know the mentor passing along the torch to the I don't know fifth generation of wrestlers since Edge started and trying to make wrestling better Uh, So the promos have been really good. One uh, stipulation that was made, uh, Damian Priest had to win against AJ Styles on Raw, otherwise he would be banned from ringside. And of course, he did not win, so he was banned from ringside. 
Uh, what else can I talk about uh, before we get into the picks? Um, they're using uh, LED lights and darkness. Uh, <clears throat> the promos were really good. <laughs> so that kind of gives you the precursor to this match. You know, it's it's a WrestleMania rematch, but uh, there's still those elements that are that are in there. Uh, my pick is Edge on this. Hmm. I'm kind of tempted to go AJ Styles only because WWE is tends to go 50-50 booking. So since you had Edge win Mania, maybe you have AJ Styles win here. Especially since you don't have Priest at ringside. Hmm. Hmm. You know what, Kidder? If I don't be somewhat contrarian, we're going to end up with the same score. So you know what? I'll take AJ Styles just to mix it up. AJ Styles for the win. All right. Well, the match starts off. The bell rings. Both of them run at each other like rabid dogs. The pit bull's loose. So I say pit bull because uh, Edge kept saying that he wanted the pit bull version of AJ Styles. And I didn't know if that meant that uh, he becomes Mr. Worldwide and starts speaking Spanish or if he's just really aggressive. It's unclear at this point. So first few minutes, AJ Styles, huge advantage. Uh, Edge ended up countering the phenomenal forearm and then Styles immediately going after, trying to go after the shoulder of Edge <clears throat> or uh, uh, I guess it was AJ Styles' uh, shoulder, so Edge tried to go after that. So Edge and uh, Priest did some uh, injuring to that on Raw as part of that storyline. So from then out, uh, Edge controlled most of the match. You know, there was a few short bursts of offense. Uh, it really seemed as though Edge, you know, knew everything that AJ was going to do. So there was some good work put in there of each of the both wrestlers knowing each other and doing what they could to gain that advantage and continue the storyline. Both wrestlers kicked out of each other's finishing maneuvers as they, you know, tried to go for that finish. Uh, It turns out, Damien Priest showed up even though he was banned. What? (sighs) Then Finn Balor came out to fight him and remove him from the situation. Then a person in a hooded sweatshirt came over. Uh, The ref was distracted. Styles was on the top rope. The person in the hood pulled Styles off the top rope. Edge then was able to get uh, AJ Styles into the modified crossface sleeper hold for the tap-out victory. So Edge gets the win. AJ rolls out of the ring, and the mystery person in the hood hooded sweatshirt enters the ring to be with edge stand side by side 
Hood comes off. It's Rhea Ripley with new hair. So uh, Rhea Ripley is now in Judgment Day with Edge and Damian Priest. Hopefully they don't screw it up because we know how much they like stables. Uh, this match was good. It was hard hitting and, you know, decent for uh, especially what we were expecting out of the runoff pay-per-view from WrestleMania. <clears throat> so uh, AJ Styles seems to be really invested in this. Uh, like he, he really feels the story. At, at least that's how, how it feels when you watch the, uh, the storyline between AJ and Edge. So I don't know what they're going to do next, but uh, if they continue it, I'm not going to be terribly angry. I mean, I could see them even building to a finish at SummerSlam or something because AJ and Finn Balor had a too sweet moment on Monday Night Raw. So there's potentially something to think about. Your reaction. Well, the uh, first thought is, man, this is like a second candidate for the uh, DraftKings screwy finish of the night. Um, Correct. This one, I would think, would be the victor for it on this show. Then let's call it right now. That's right. This match, the DraftKings screwy finish of the night. Yeah. Um, I know you you couldn't see it, and I did that on purpose. I figured as much. Uh, you know, nothing on this, uh, I guess, surprises me uh, too terribly much. Um, the Balor AJ Styles, I mean, they're both members of the Bullet Club, or were members of the Bullet Club. Uh, so it makes sense to kind of partner them up. Kind of a shame that they never really partnered partnered Finn up with AJ when. Um, you had Gallows and Anderson there as well, because then you would have had a nice stable of four for the basically the Bullet Club reunion. But you know they didn't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't make use of that. <laughs> no, <opportunity>. they didn't. <laughs> um, and they then, hit- they, then they fired both of them, and and they went elsewhere, and they're doing more and a lot of interesting things elsewhere. Yeah, and it was sad because they hinted at it. They just never pulled the trigger on it. Um, it was kind of like the four horse uh, women uh, match that everybody wanted, and they never pulled the trigger on. Um, so it, disappointing. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I have a feeling they might continue this until SummerSlam. It's a possibility. Hell in a Cell is also the next pay-per-view. Yeah, they could end it at Hell in a Cell, note. too. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah, because why drag out a storyline for six months when it's good? Yeah. Next match is WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Coming into this match, back and forth, contract signings, shenanigans, Charlotte Flair 
saying, I'm going to beat you. Ronda Rousey saying, shut up, bitch. I'm going to beat you. Of course, at WrestleMania, Charlotte tapped out, but the official was distracted and did not see and ended up uh, with Charlotte winning the or retaining the title at WrestleMania. And it's really been back and forth. They're trying to kind of force it. There's some of it where you can see Ronda not having a... I guess I, let me just put it this way. Ronda works stiff. <laughs> put it this way. It's not that she doesn't know what she's doing, obviously, because, you know, she's been all over the place and has won UFC titles and knows how to snap your neck. So she knows how to do a lot of stuff. But uh, we'll just say she works stiff. My pick, Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, I too would pick uh, Rousey in this, especially in an I quit match. I, uh, if I recall, the uh, the match at Mania was a one of our DraftKings screwy finishes of the night. So mm-hmm. this would be a good chance for Ronda to get that revenge. And also, why do you bring Ronda Rousey back to beat her twice? And of course, uh, being an I quit match, there are no rules except for making your opponent say, I quit into the microphone. So Mm -hmm. there's that. So you were uh, going with Rhonda as well? Yep. Yep. Okay. (laughs) So this one started off pretty quick. Uh, I mean,. Charlotte tried to go for the big boot right off the bat and Ronda ducked and then unloaded on Charlotte <laughs> because, you know, MMA striker doing MMA things. Aside from that, they weren't specifically going for submissions, right? They're just trying to beat the crap out of each other through the match and torment each other to the point of saying, I quit. At least at this point in the match. So it didn't take long before it spilled out around the ring apron. Now, we know that WWE loves the kendo sticks. So Charlotte found one and uh, tried to go after Ronda. And Ronda ended up grabbing it out of Charlotte's hands and then Charlotte backed up the entrance ramp to behind the LED wall and came out with two kendo sticks. And then, yeah. So they started swinging at each other with one and two kendo sticks. It ended up uh, it was Charlotte swinging the two of them. The kendo stick that Rhonda was holding went flying off into oblivion and then Rhonda took a few hits from the kendo sticks and suddenly grabbed them and then chased Charlotte back to the ring and started whacking the hell out of Charlotte. Uh, didn't take more than three, three minutes for the uh, welts to show up. And uh, speaking of time, really sucking at this. I keep forgetting. Uh, last match, Edge AJ Styles was 16 minutes, 25 seconds. This match, 16 minutes, 35 seconds, just to mention that before I forget. 
So again, they're in the ring, exchanging blows. The kendo sticks go uh, off to the side. <clears throat> now, they ended up uh, spilling back out into the ring apron area as Rhonda was trying to chase Charlotte down. Charlotte grabs the camera off the shoulder of one of the camera dudes and throws the camera at Rhonda. Completely missed. Like, it wasn't even a close thing. It was like, whew! And then the camera goes bouncing off. I'm like, that's a perfectly, probably good camera. Then they went into the audience, and uh, they were fighting each other. Charlotte grabbed a cup from a fan and threw it in the face of Rhonda, temporarily blinding her. And they were, you know, stomping each other on the concrete. A couple cool moves on the concrete. And then they uh, got a hold of a chair, I think, and started running back toward the ring. I, I say I think because it, it was kind of all over the place. <laughs> The camera, you know, doing the WWE camera shake and everything. So there's that. Got back into the ring, and Rousey ended up getting Charlotte uh, countered a, a move because Charlotte was going to go for a, a high high risk maneuver. Well, Charlotte ended up hanging upside down from the top turnbuckle, and this was kind of cool because Ronda grabbed her arm and was inverted along the ropes, pulling on the arm bar. And Rhonda was pushing up with her legs to try and get Charlotte to say, I quit. But she just screamed and said no, and then they eventually both fell down to the floor. So they continued doing some more back-and-forth action, ended up getting back into the ring, Charlotte was trying to beat the crap out of uh, uh, Rhonda, obviously, throughout the whole uh, piece here. But one thing to note, the crowd kept chanting, we want tables. We want tables. They never got any tables. So I'm sure everybody in Providence was disappointed. <sighs> On to the next piece. Well, Charlotte grabbed a chair, brought it in, and... Charlotte basically said that this is what you wanted, a happy Mother's Day. With that time, uh, because Charlotte's now trying to set it up next to uh, Rhonda to do probably natural selection or something with the chair, Rhonda reached through the chair, <laughs> grabbed Charlotte's arm. They did a roll-up, so then the chair is inverted and like pressing against Charlotte from the side. And then, so they're both kind of on the mat, but Rhonda has Charlotte's arm through it, and she's got her in the arm bar through the chair with the torque of the uh, arm against the, uh, you know, pieces of the chair. And uh, she started pulling and pulling, and, and of course, you know, ask her, ask her, and she's like, no. And uh, Rhonda goes, Bitch, I hope you would say that and just cranks the arm like out and around the chair and Charlotte's screaming, screaming and, and then ends up saying, I quit. 
Ronda becomes the new WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, later in the show, we end up hearing <clears throat> that uh, Charlotte uh, has a fractured radial. Hmm. So, you know. Uh, kendo sticks. Yeah, yeah. You know, just looking at notes here. But it looked like it would really hurt with the kendo sticks, you know, specifically, especially because one of them broke and Ronda was still hitting Charlotte with it. So just like the uh, you know previous match with Cody, uh, a few minutes in, the welts were showing up, and you're like, ah, that bruise is already there that that's gonna hurt a lot yeah this sounds like pretty standard fare for an i quit match doesn't sound like there was anything too out there or really even unique with it um sounds like there were a couple of interesting spots but like i'm just saying like there wasn't there wasn't anything to propel it to something, you know, a bit more, you know, than just your standard fare. There, mm-hmm. it didn't have like a, a big time um, spot, like when uh, was it Owen? Yeah, Owens ran over Roman Reigns with the golf cart. <laughs> yep. I mean, blast uh, a Roman ran ran over the uh, Owens with the golf cart. Owens went flying in into the windshield. I, I couldn't remember who hit who, no. but it was like I mean, like a, a moment like that, you know, just something to make it stand out. This sounds like it was, hey, we're hitting with kendo sticks. Hey, we're hitting with chairs, and no hey, tables. Hey, we're we're using you know a finisher through a chair. Nah. Um. There was a power a power bomb spot. Uh, Charlotte power bombed Ronda under the ring uh, 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 barricade. You know the the barricade that goes around where the for, between the ring and the fan section. <laughs> Just boom on the side of it. You're like ah, that probably didn't feel good either. Yeah, I am a little disappointed that the uh, the crowd when uh, Charlotte threw the camera and missed. Didn't start chanting, you just bought that. <laughs> you just bought that. <laughs> she'll uh, she'll take the loose change out of her boots and uh, hand it over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, there was a video package <clears throat> about uh, Drew McIntyre, the same one that I think we've seen three different times already. And then the next match... Uh, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. This match was nine minutes and 50 seconds long. Again, this match could have been on the pre-show. Backstory for it, you know, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss were BFFs and the the, the, the happy group, whatever. They would do their thing and <clears throat> tell jokes. Got uh, t- two short jokes and a long joke for you. Okay, what are they? Joke, joke, joke. 
Huh, yeah. It's classic. Uh, basically, of course, right SmackDown before WrestleMania, Madcap Moss ended up winning the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royal, and Corbin didn't like that, and they've been falling out and now are feuding because of it. This one, I chose Madcap Moss. Are you sure? Did I? I don't think so. Let me look. You chose Corbin. I According did put the, Corbin. You did, I did put Corbin. Corbin. Okay. So I put Corbin. I don't know why I put Corbin. But I put Corbin. <laughs> well, there we go. Changing it up so you can have Mad Cat Moss. And that's who I'm going with because of, you know, with the whole Andre Battle Royale, I think they're pushing him. So that's who I was going to pick. So this one... Uh, apparently is the fourth and final WrestleMania rematch for the show because it's only been the fourth match of the show. This wasn't even a rematch because they were, you know, it was uh, Drew McIntyre versus Corbin at Mania. So this isn't yeah. even a rematch. This is one of the this is one of the new matches that they added to this show to spice it up a little. Yeah, super, super spicy, like ketchup. <clears throat> so this one basically a standard match you know they they did all right struggling for control back and forth uh they did some leapfrogging which was you know interesting because corbin is uh i don't know six and a half feet tall and mad cat moss isn't the smallest person either uh they slowed the pace down mid-match, which, of course, for us, <sighs> but it's how it goes. Uh, essentially, this one was better than the last time they fought. I mean, they did try to do a little bit more offense and show off some other skills. Um, there, there was, uh, a pretty cool deep six. Cause you know, uh, one of my favorite finishing moves and then turns out pretty much out of nowhere, Madcap Moss does a sunset flip and gets the clean pin. Madcap Moss cheers on his way out, and Corbin looks really sad. Yeah. Overall, it, uh, yeah, it was it was all right. I don't have much to say. This was the filler match before uh, for the main event. So, the Bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. Yes. There's a video pack before this as well. Now, with this being the final match of the night, a lot of people, somewhat including myself, were saying, why didn't you just make these two separate matches like they originally were? 
tag team matches were supposed to be a unification. And then on the other side was for the uh, undisputed championship. Well, that's not what they did. And they went uh, into the the six-man tag match. <clears throat> Almost said trios match. Wrong company. So, Randy Orton and Jimmy Uso started the match for their respective teams. And I'll stop there because the picks are important. Yeah, I picked Team RK Bro and Drew McIntyre because it's a non-title match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kidder, I, I, I see that logic. I agree with that logic, but uh, according to the scoreboard, we're tied at four apiece. So we got to have a winner. We can't end this in a tie. So I'll take the bloodline. Hmm. I mean, we we could end with a tie. I mean, we could, but <laughs> that'd be drama, man. Drama. That'd be WWE booking, right? Wait till the next show to see who actually wins. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we, we're better than that. We will have a winner. Somebody is leaving this show with a title. Uh, I I already have three titles. The man, the myth, the legend. A title and the rights to a dead pay-per-view. How about that? Sweet the pot. Judgment Day. Uh, Bragging rights. (laughs) (laughs) Name about 50 more of them. Capital punishment. Yes, that's... I thought they were bringing it back for a second. Cody, there's a promo for for uh, Summers. It turned to be SummerSlam, but Cody Rhodes is in the field talking about independence and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, and they're bringing back, like, I don't know, anything around the 4th of July, like patriotism. No, it's just SummerSlam. That's nowhere near the 4th of July. But whatever. Great so balls with- of fire? Yes, that's just what we need. The one-off pay-per-view with flaming balls. Just what we need. I I would have to say this match was well, mostly interesting, uh, even though I don't have a lot of interest in the overall storyline. Now, crowd was even chanting before they, they really started uh, the match, which was kind of interesting. A uh, couple classic, uh, shall we say, vintage Orton moves because Michael Cole was on the call for this, and they made a point later on in the match when Randy Orton got his hands on one of the Usos and was able to put him up on the ropes that uh, Pat McAfee goes, you haven't been able to say this in a long time, so I'm not. I'm going to let you have this one. I'm not even going to step on you. And of course, I go, oh, thanks, Pat. And then you know, Orton does the the off the ropes DDT and vintage Randy Orton. You know, there it was. At least they laughed at it because, yeah. Anyway, uh, this one was really back and forth and had a lot of action as it should for a six man tag, especially with the people who were involved in this. Uh, there were quite a few 
spots in this around the ring, uh, both with having legal spots between those two wrestlers and the not legal spots of breaking things up and doing the double teaming and things like that. A couple super kicks from the Usos at a few different points, you know, those sorts of things. I mean, it, this is basically the six man tag team match that you would see on raw or SmackDown, but amped up a little bit because of the people who are in there and it, it's a pay-per-view. So you do a few more spots. Uh, McIntyre later eventually was going to put Roman Reigns through the commentator desk, but uh, one of the Usos came over and blasted him and then gave uh, Roman enough time to regain composure and grab McIntyre and put him through the desk. So, yeah, we didn't get to see Roman Reigns going through the commentary desk. So that was kind of sad. Um, there were some spears, the Superman punch again, back and forth, uh, lots of, uh, near falls in this one with, of course, each of uh, the members breaking up the tags, uh, Orton had a uh, very, very large pop for this as well. Um, it looked like he was having a lot of fun and he was doing a hell of a job. So I was really pulling for them to win, not just because they were my pick, but they were showing that they were doing great. Uh, let's see. As we ended up getting to the end, there were some real cool spots with uh, RKOs being divvied out, the super kicks, double super kicks, the Superman punch, the Glasgow kiss, the... Uh, Claymore kick, uh, like all of it, everything happened, right? And then, well, Riddle took out Jey Uso with an RKO from the top rope. That was really cool. Roman Reigns blasted him in half with a spear and did a very quick one, two, three, and they became the final victory of the night and by very quick pin i mean it was and it was done i'm like that is not an official wwe uh, cadence so shenanigans but it was not uh one of the you know screwy finishes of the night we'll put it that way hmm. sounds mm. like it was a uh a good match overall. So mm -hmm. might be one worth trying to track down and check out. This was 22 minutes, 20 seconds. This was the longest match of the night. Which makes sense. Makes sense. So overall, Kidder, how would you, uh, how would you rate WrestleMania backlash? You know, going into it, I had very low expectations, so I'd say that it exceeded my expectations, but that isn't really saying a lot. With the 
very cool spots that were done in the final match and the the ed edge match um i i feel that uh, those were were really the two matches of the night i mean there there were once the you know ronda rousey and charlotte flair match was at its pinnacle there you know the nearing the end of it uh that was really good as well so overall wasn't the worst pay-per-view we've had in the past 12 months all right i uh can't give it a rating i could give it a rating on how much i want to see it which uh (laughs) probably rates it a uh maybe if i had time maybe I mean, there's I like so that. much other good uh, stuff out there. Maybe if we had time, maybe. Maybe if we had time, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's like a one and a half out of five, or maybe a two. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of like Pacific Rim. One of these days I'll watch mm. it. Maybe. If I have time. And even then, maybe. <laughs> mm. Still worth the watch. Still on the shelf back there. Yep. Yeah. That um, that joke slash bet came up earlier today. In fact, oh. oddly enough, that you say that. Interesting, interesting. Because uh, the the content that I'll, I'll I won't wait until the next episode of B, Triple B to do I say this because we went to the uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, madness in the multiverse or whatever it is on uh, well that would have been last night already and there is a reference to Spider-Man in there in the multiverse Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's fine not going to see it and then at uh, breakfast this morning we were talking with my parents Oh, yeah, you should see that Spider-Man. Nope. <laughs> Not going to watch it. Not going to. Why? I mean, it's good. Nope. Don't like Spider-Man. Not happening. And I know Lane's never going to see this part of it, but I'm not going to watch it for you either, Lane, because, well, he was basically betting that uh, he could do something and then it end up. I'd have to watch it. So, no. Not gonna watch it. Um, no, it wasn't that he was betting that. It was a offer I made him many episodes ago that uh, if he could get mm. you to watch Spider-Man uh, into the Spider Verse, which is not the movie your parents are talking about, nor the one referenced in uh, mm. the uh, Doctor Strange, but if he could get you to watch that, that I would watch Pacific Rim. Um, mm. Was the uh, the offer, and so um, sounds like a bet. It wasn't quite a bet. It was more of like, hey, Lane, if you can do this, <laughs> I'll give him to watch Pacific Rim. Mm. Not that I'm like holding out to watch Pacific Rim, except now it's trolling Lane. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm still not going to watch Spider-Man. I might watch Pacific Rim for you again. <laughs> Just so that somebody watches Pacific Rim. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, Kidder, 
I was going to say, we've been talking for quite a while. Uh, usually we don't do too much on the cheap plugs on these uh, wrestling reviews. So if you want to hit the cheap plugs really fast and bring this episode to a close, I think it's about time we do that. Well, let's hit hit a plug or two anyway. The biggest thing that we need to tell you is to become part of the show. Like, subscribe, share. Please and thank you. If you want to sponsor the show, you can do that as well. The best place to do that and find out info is at beerbluesbs.com. It's right here on the screen if you're watching the YouTube version. Beerbluesbs.com. Again, beerbluesbs.com. And while you're there, you should click the merch button and get yourself some sweet swag. The premium live event swag. We got shirts, sweatshirts, t-shirts, pint glasses. I think there's a wine glass even on there. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Great designs. Premium live event swag. It's a premium t-shirt. That's what it is. Howard just showed me again. It's on the website, beerbluesbs.com. That is our show. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us wherever and whenever you are. Really appreciate it. For my esteemed co-host, Howard Blues, I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Ketter. Join us again next time for another edition of Beer, Blues, and BS, or a special edition where we cover some wrestling on Beer, Blues, and BS. Again, make sure you keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down. What? Hey, what? you want some breaking news? What? what? Breaking, breaking news! Breaking news. I was trying to get in. You, you were going so fast. There was a race here. But, hey, Kidder, speaking of where you can listen to us, I, I haven't had a chance to tell you this, but you can now get Beer, Blues, and BS on Samsung Podcasts and on Podchaser Podcasts. So either of Woo! those apps, uh, you can now get Beer, Blues, and BS as of this week. So they're... They just got added to the Podbean service, so I got to sign up for that. So, yes, two more places where you can get beer, blues, and BS. We're everywhere, man. Awesome. Well, now that you have that good news, carry on with your esteemed life. Thanks for joining us. We hope to see you or hear you again on the next edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. Catch you out on that dusty Tuscan Highway. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain.
All right. <laughs> I literally was racing over here as fast as I could because I couldn't remember what the two new ones were. <laughs> I'm like going and I'm looking and I see this out of the side. I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? Did I say something backwards? What happened, man? Where am I? Is this a live premium event again? Damn it! Another one, there's too many! 